podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Cheeseheads, and welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. The yo-yo continues. Tonight, we get a win after a disappointing weekend. Back on track, closing the gap, Gooners are losing, all that good stuff. Joining from South London, it's Mr. Paul Muir. How are you doing, Paul? Yeah, all right, Franco. How are you? <laughs> Come on, you were moaning about this player, this player, this player before. Yeah, that, that, game Come was, on. that game was just a bit meh, wasn't it, really? It's just a bit kind of like the first half, you know, came as an open goal, you think. Is it going to be one of them games? And uh, yeah, we we fought to put a couple of passes together, and it was just like yeah, just one of those like you know, Brighton were were poor, and we 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 were just like above them basically, and we we won, but it was it wasn't a great game to be honest. I'll try I'll try, I'll try and pep myself up. Excellent. I just had a WhatsApp message coming through from Brendan saying you are doing the pod tonight, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're so well organised at the Cheese Room HQ. Um, also joining, he messaged me when he was woke up hungover on his couch after some midweek drinking. He obviously thought that was an ideal condition to be given his insights into Spurs all the way from Australia. It's Aussie Dave. How are you doing, Dave? I'm very well, thank you. I think Mr Muir beautifully summed up the game, so we can all go home now, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you just want some more sleep, don't you? <laughs> no, I'm, not. I'm about to do a day's work, thank you very much. <laughs> Jeez, don't know who's paying you. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. I, I, I think this is literally the, the quickest after a game we've ever podded. It's, it literally finished about five minutes ago. Um, so it's very fresh in my in our memories. Paul, we'll start as we always do with the lineup. What did you think? No changes again. It's not like he's blessed with loads of options after shipping out half the team, is it? So like, it shouldn't be too unexpected with the injuries and stuff we've got now. No, especially we, we said this at the weekend, didn't we? The team picked itself right now. Uh, from which mm. we know it's going to be three four three, uh, barring any kind of like you know major kind of like you know, injury or, or fatigue problems, um, we know it's going to be you know we know that we certainly certainly know the defensive unit's going to be, um, and obviously with Skip obviously you know after the the press conference this week where Antonio basically threw the medical team under the bus, uh, we know Skip's going to be out for a while, so yeah the team picks itself, so um, maybe you know maybe kind of you know. Kuzeski is looking a bit knackered at the minute, so maybe he might get like swapped out for uh, probably Bergwijn. I think Bergwijn needs minutes. Bring him on with two minutes to go or whatever today. I think it's a bit of an insult, but obviously, yeah. you know, I think he could do with, with some minutes. But yeah, three four three, and it, it, yeah, as I say, the, the team basically picks itself at the minute. What did you think of those comments midweek? Because it was again in his kind of broken Italian, yeah. wasn't entirely clear what he was saying. But he was was he having a dig at the medical team, or was he just saying that it's one of those injuries that he keeps getting close to being back to fitness and then not again? Um, I think he was throwing the medical team under, under, under the bus. Uh, to be honest, I watched it. I watched it a few times. Watched it back on YouTube, and uh, yeah, I don't think there's any any um, confusion there about uh, this loss in translation excuse which people tend to like throw out when Antonio says something they don't particularly like and they get their nuts in a twist about it um, yeah. I'm worried about this injury skip uh, it, there seems to be a real radio silence about it all and um, yeah I mean he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's a he's not a once in a generational talent or anything like that but he's, he's a real talent and uh, I'd be 
gutted for it. Like I'm gutted with Seth with his, with his with Ryan Sessing and with his injuries as well. You know, if 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 Skip's you know season gets curtailed and he, he finds it really hard with Saar coming back in the summer, and obviously we're going to upgrade the midfield. You know, it's, it's going to put him well down a pecking order because of an injury. I'd really feel for him, but you know, let, let's hope that you know that he, he works his way back and we, we see him before the end of the season. But to answer your question, I think I think uh, Conte was throwing the medical and the physio team under the bus a bit during the week. Interesting. And Dave, let me just touch on a point that Seb was making in the previous pod about Sun being undroppable. And again tonight, I mean, we'll talk about the performances of the team later. But he didn't have a great game. And do you think that his position in the team is sort of questionable now? Yeah, I mean, Conte defended him before the game in the press conference, didn't he? Um, yeah. And the, the reality of the situation is that if we had a, a proper squad where there's competition for places, um, then he would, after a performance like that on the weekend, he'd have been dropped. So he's not mm. he's not playing very well. I mean, he has every season a, a dip. Like, you remember last season, the League Cup final, he was dreadful. Um, yeah. But... It gets to a situation near the end of Poch's time where he had the likes of Delhi and Christian Eriksen who were way off their game, but because they had no competition mm. for places, they kept playing them, and we're in the same situation yeah, yeah. now. I mean, you say that, though, but we, we do have Lucas and we do have Bergwijn on the bench. I mean, those <laughs> that's one position we probably do have some options, but I just get the feeling that Son is he's a, he's an ever, ever-present ever starter, no matter who who's in competition with yeah, I, look, I think that, you know, as I said, his recent performances haven't been good enough. He's got 11 goals this season in the Premier League, um, three mm. of them, you would say, against top quality. I mean, he got the consolation goal at the at the Gooners when the game was long gone. He got a goal against Liverpool mm. in, a, in, a, in a very good game. Um, and he got the game against City. He scored against City the first game of the season. So that's, you know, three out of 11 have been against what you'd call top upper echelons opposition. So, yeah. you know, he's, it's, you know, obviously him and Son, uh, sorry, him and Kane have combined and got that record for the most combination of assisting goals. But, you know, a lot of the goals this season, again, against very poor opposition. So, mm. you know, I think he should have been dropped after the weekend, but he wasn't. Right, moving on to the game itself. Paul, what did you think? Um, Brighton, obviously, they like a high press, don't they? And they started off like that. And I thought we might be in a little bit of trouble if we're not on our... Uh, on our toes today. It was an unconvincing start to the game, wasn't it? I found myself getting a little bit bored. It's really slow, wasn't it? It was just really, really kind of like pedestrian and Duffy would take the ball, he would put it to Grosch and then Grosch would put it to Basuma, and Basuma would take it back to Cucurella who would try to get forward and it was also all a bit kind of like, you know, okay, just, it, it felt a little bit like the, main, the beginning of the Man U game as well. It was like, no one's really kind of committing. Um, yeah. You know, March, McAllister and, and Trossard which kind of semi-pressing a little bit. And, um, yeah, but they, yeah, we, we seem to pass around Benton Core and it seemed to, like, link quite well to make the third part of a triangle. We seem to play out quite well. And, yeah, yeah. ironically, it was our press that, yeah, gifted, like, Kane open goal, which he, um, I, I don't know, did he, it was spinning backwards onto his foot and he, maybe it's those bright orange boots he's wearing, I don't know. But it was, he, and, and he missed the open goal. But that first, the first half was just a bit, it was just a bit nothing really, wasn't it? It was just like um, a horrible midweek kind of like Premier League game played by two teams that got the feeling that they didn't really want to be there, to be honest. I mean, you know, I'm sorry I can't be a bit more positive about it, but <laughs> there you go. That's how you feel. I mean, I thought there might be a bit of excitement because they felt like there was a bit of needle, like with, with Dyer getting that. Um, 
what did he get like a split eyebrow or whatever yeah. wasn't it early on mm. uh, getting bandaged up that's always a good sign that there's going to be a bit of rough and tumble and then he got Mope back with a sliding tackle about five minutes later and the game was a bit niggly but I just felt yeah like like Paul said Dave it just it didn't really ever kick it didn't kick into life for quite a while did it even with, with Kane having that great opportunity that he missed we still didn't really then kick on yeah the word I'd use to describe the first half is ponderous it was like waking okay. I, I, I woke up to my sleep again watching it it was just boring wasn't it I mean that that chance that Kane had I mean he should have put that away and you think to yourself is it yeah is it you think so here we go is it gonna be another of those nights um and uh, there wasn't much to kind of excite the the viewer no I mean I was celebrating because 99 times out of 100 Kane would score that he just Mm. uh missed mistimed it ever so slightly didn't he which was um, a big shame because it did feel like if we were going to miss those opportunities, then it might not be our night. But then <laughs> Paul <laughs> Romero went and scored probably uh, the worst goal he'll ever score in his life. <laughs> yeah, because um, he he does this, doesn't he? He does, I know we talk about this just before we come on air, but um, he does like to get forward. I, he's obviously been given licence to step in. I mean, at the weekend, he's the one that won the ball uh, back for the Maguire own goal as well. I mm. mean, he started that move at the weekend as well. Um, yeah, what, you have to think, like, what's he doing at the edge of the 18-yard box? And, like, he gets a deflection on a pretty tame shot. But, um, mm. yeah, that, that was... That was <laughs> the bit of luck that we need, really, and then it obviously, um, you know, it would mean that Brighton have to come forward a bit more, and hopefully, we could exploit that with our well-known counter-attack. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a strange goal, really. I thought it was an OG, to be honest. When I first saw it, I was watching it, yeah, on, yeah. watching it on my phone because couldn't get it up on, couldn't get a stream up on the TV. But um, yeah, I just, thought, I, I just like. And then it, they, 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 they all ran to Romero and he, he, was, he was looking a bit sheepish. He was like, all oh, right, it might have deflected off him. And, and and so it was, yeah, deflected. But yeah, a weird one for him to be there and for him to deflect it. Well, I think he just likes to stay up, doesn't he? <laughs> Any yeah. excuse. He does look very comfortable, doesn't he? he? He does look comfortable with the ball at his feet. I mean, he can bring it out. I mean, Dyer can do this as well. And to a certain extent, so, so can Davis. But he does look very kind of calm and, and you know, maybe not in some of his tackling, but when he's bringing the ball out, I mean, his choice of pass nine times out of 10, especially when you see him live, is really, really good. And he always like makes an angle to offer himself mm. as well, which is, and, and I think that's why Benton Core looks quite neat and tight as well, because he, he's always got an angle um, given to him by Romero to, uh, to, 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 to be like an outball if he's under pressure. But I, mm. I, I quite like him coming forward. I, I'm, I'm, I quite trust him with the ball at his feet actually coming forward. It's just sometimes yeah. he kind of gets involved in silly little niggly things, especially like we saw with, uh, with um, Cucurella as well in the second half. But yeah, he, he looks right with the ball at his feet. Yeah, well, I was going to make the point that we, we seem quite comfortable. I mean, Bright, I couldn't tell whether it was just Brighton's press was a little bit lethargic or whether it is the fact that with Romero and Dyer in centre-back, it makes a big difference compared to having like Sanchez there, doesn't it? Who <laughs> <laughs> under, under even the slightest amount of pressure manages to cock it up. But I just I just felt like, yeah, there was times when we were being pressed and Romero was like, yeah, no big deal. I'll just pass it out. No, I think Romero is really good going forward. I mean, he did a lovely, lovely through ball as well in the first half for someone. Um, and mm. and he's comfortable on the ball. He, you know, obviously the goal was a training ground move. They'd been designed to do that for weeks. <laughs> and it's good to see it pay off, you know. Um, but I think he's a walking time bomb. You know, that, right. that booking against, against Middlesbrough, 
We ran half the length of the pitch because it was a bit of biffo, as us Aussies like to call it. Um, you know, no need to get Sorry, involved. What, what, a bit of what? Biffo, biffo. You see it in the so, rugby when there's a bit of a when there's a bit of a fight between the two teams. They called it biffo, mate. But um, <laughs> but the reality is is that he's a walking time bomb. I mean, how many bookings is he now off from? He got one tonight, so he must yeah. be one or two more, and he'll miss the he'll miss the Gooners game at this rate, and we need him, right? So I think mm. so far my view on him is he's a six out of ten at the moment. We're we're going to pay a lot of money for him, and we are. The only reason why we didn't pay up front is because he moved from Juve to Atlanta in the window on yeah. a permanent deal. Okay, yeah. there's a six out of ten. He needs to cut out the impetuousness to his game. Um, he's good going forward. Um, you know, he had a great game against City, um, but he's not the finished article, and we're paying a lot of money for someone who's not the finished article. Yeah, I'd agree with that, but I still think he's already our best defender. No, <laughs> if I'm perfectly honest, that's and not I know hard. that's not saying yeah. yeah, that's not saying a huge amount, but you, you can tell that he's a quality player, and I think you're right. It, it's almost like he's guaranteed probably two red cards a season and probably another suspension through yellows alone. Um, he just can't help it, but that is part of his game. He just likes putting it about, and I've, I've not really got such a problem with that. We just have to accept it and move, <laughs> move on, and. Um, yeah, we, he cost us a lot of money, but maybe that's what you have to pay. I mean, Sanchez cost us a lot of money. Yeah, so who would that. you rather spend the money on? I was please, please don't talk about Sanchez. If if one more <laughs> if one more person says there's a player in there somewhere, where where is, is it in his toe? Is it in the ground beneath he walks on? Okay, so don't get. Um, I I realise I'm sounding like I'm moaning about Romero. All I'm doing is saying he's a good player. I like him. He, but he's. I'm on the bus. I'm on the Romero bus, but I'm looking out the window a tad nervously. That's all. Okay, cut out the biffo. Romero would be the message, yeah. Yeah, cut that biffo <laughs> out, son. It'll be all right. Uh, um, we move move on to the second half. I suppose. Was there any other major incidents in that first half that I'm just completely forgetting? I don't think there was. I think there was. No. Wasn't, um, wasn't I, really much to talk about. There was the Bentecure clearance over our own goal. With a corner, that was, that was. I thought he had a good game, but I thought that was comic. That was quite amusing. Um, yeah, and I'm struggling. I'm struggling for what else. Yeah, the uneventful first half played out. Um, second half, I thought Brighton came out quite strongly at the start yep. ball, and they put us under a bit of pressure. And I was thinking, oh, please don't just let this be one of these games that we let slip away. Yeah, use quite clearly. He told uh, the wing backs to push on. I really like Agrella. I've said that for quite a while now. I think he's pretty good. I think he can play at a higher level. I'm not surprised mm-hmm. if a, a, a more, what should we say, a more kind of top six, top eight team. You know, if we were looking at him, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't be kind of, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed. Uh, yeah, they pushed their wing backs on uh, 10, 15 meters up the pitch, and um, before he got taken off as well, I, I thought it was quite quiet today. Um, uh, Pesuma, but they, they seem to like get stuck in a wee bit more and be a bit more kind of like let's win the ball, let's hunt in packs, let's hunt in twos, threes, and fours. And mm. we we lost the ball in cheap areas, which you know obviously invited pressure onto us. But yeah, they just up the intensity. But then I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't too um, wasn't too worried because I felt like you know because you know like, what was his name. Um, their, their forward Mope was he five foot two, five foot three. He's like a, he's like a, <laughs> he's like a hobbit, isn't he? Oh, Samway Genji, second breakfast. He's a bit like that, isn't he? Like from Lord of the Rings. So um, yeah, I wasn't too sure. I wasn't too worried about you know them knocking balls into the box. 
um, and and no. getting ahead on it, which probably was going to be the the death of me. But um, yeah, they start. Yeah, sorry to, to yeah, they started very very well, and it was actually really good to see Basuma get changed for Welbeck because when Welbeck comes on, I know they're not going to score because he is awful. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I, mean, I think that's right. It's it's difficult for Brighton when they've got Mopay and Trossard. They're good players, but they're, they're good, good at certain things. Yeah, but they're not. You know, like they're happy to run at us, and that's the thing. Like you could see the crowd every time they got the ball, were getting excited and getting behind them. You know, they, they would rise up, but it never really resulted in much. And I felt like we were quite comfortable in that. Um, you know, we're still a very dangerous team on the break, aren't we? And I think that was exemplified tonight. Like Kane must have been at. Absolutely rubbing his hands together, realising that he, we could outpace both of the opposition centre-backs in Duncan Duffy. And um, we could have probably scored five or six in the end tonight, didn't we? We did have quite a few opportunities on the break. Yeah, we did. But the, the, the way that we're set up, the way that our game is, is we have to score the first goal because then the opposition mm. team comes at us and then we, we get them on the counter. If we yeah. if we go behind, then we're in pro- we've got problems, right? And I I've yeah. always argued that the, the deficiency in this squad is one we don't have a second striker, which I think is a disgrace, mm-hmm. and the other one is we need a midfielder who can kind of un, unpop, un unlock the defence. I think Bentecure he's he's got he's got a, a good passing range, um, but we need someone else in there to do that. But you know it's quite interesting. It's almost a year ago since our our. Uh, fearless leader Mr Levy said that he was looking to uh, recover the club's DNA and have a, a fan on the board um, would you say the type of football that we're playing at the moment is the DNA that's just a question no of course it's not as much as it's it's not the sort of football that I enjoy watching it's still not counter-attacking football can be quite exciting like yes. I said we, we had four or five really good opportunities tonight yes um, but it, it's a weird thing because it felt like a game where, like we said, it was quite boring. At times, it was quite pedestrian. Um, it wasn't super exciting, like end-to-end stuff, but still, we could have scored five or six goals. Uh, it's not entertaining, is it? Eight games like tonight. Um, I'm, I'm of the same generation as uh, Mr. David from Australia. I mean, I was brought up on Old Ideas via, um, you know, uh, these kind of guys, you know, Tony Galvin. And these guys like knocking around, pass and move, hoddle, chipping people, playing 50, 60 yard balls into Garth Crooks or Steve Archibald's feet, etc., etc. Um, we are a long way from that, but the game has moved on I me. Mean, I'm talking something like, you know, probably before some of our listeners were born. God, that makes me sound old. Um, but um, I mean, I, I've, I've said not, I, I quite like the attritional kind of like, you know, kind of Conte dragging us up to the the stands that he wants. But tonight was a, was a tough watch. Is it a far away from the Tottenham DNA? Yes, it was. The game has moved on. The club has moved on. Maybe not for the better in in, in, in certain aspects. But, you know, it, it's a results-based business and we're three points better off. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we do have to like, you know, just see games like tonight. And that's unfortunately just the way it is. Yeah, I think I think it's yeah. I mean, Paul and I have been brought up on. We were spoiled at such a young age with such with, with <laughs> such were, players. We were, we were, were. were spoiled. If only yeah. we'd realised at the time, eh? We'd have just 
We'd only realise at the time. Like, see, my mum and dad weren't up for me for going to away games on my own, age 10 and 11, in hooligan-ridden <laughs> England. I don't, know, I don't know why, but there you go. Um, and, you know, we, I still went to a lot of games, but we were spoiled. I mean, the, the names that you just d- just rolled off your tongue there, Paul, it, just, it brings a metaphorical tear to the eye. It really does. But if our, if our leader is stating that we, we need to find our DNA only last year, and I'm not quite sure we've we've got that. But listen, you know, I'm completely conscious of myself. I'm very happy that we've got Conti, however long this is going to last. And he is trying, he is dragging that club as far as he can before his shoulders give away, and then that's the end of him. So we'll see. Yeah, I still will maintain it's going to be a massive summer. Still a lot of work to do. Yeah. But every time, every year, we say uh, the summer window. It's like fools and horses. <laughs> no, this time, next transfer no. window, I'm telling no. you. No, you reckon? He, if he doesn't know, he's got nowhere to go after this. The board, Enoch, whoever, Joe, whoever they've got. They've got the best manager they could have got at the time. Yeah. Um, it's, we know the way he operates. We know his mode. We know his MO, his modus operandi. We, he, he's come out this week and said, like, basically the club have got to match my... Yeah, I've said this before a couple of months ago when we first started hearing these things. This is like a series of battles in the war between mm. him and the board. Mm. You know, and, and we're going to hear it again before the end of the season and we'll hear it again probably if we don't hit top four. We didn't hit top four because of this, 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 and this, and the choices. And he'll say something about, well, this is the Tottenham of, like, it's been for the last 15, 20... We know the way it's going to go, right? But... Mm. If he doesn't get back this summer, then Enoch have got. There will, I I think, there'll be massive issues for Enoch from the fan base, like even from like from neutrals. And I'm not pro Enoch. I'm not anti Enoch. I know they've done a lot of bad things, club, but they've they basically in an indirect way the club have have pinned their colours to the 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 Conte mask. If if they don't if they don't put up basically with. Oh, sorry, if they don't put the money up, what, the, what he, he, that he needs and that we all need, and to get us back to somewhere near the top three, top four, then they're in serious strife. They are, they are, Dave, and I, I, th- I think, I think you'll be surprised about the, the kind of like the the feet, the the kind of like you know the pushback they'll get mm. like this. Yeah, because like we said, none of us are pro Enoch. I find the idea that anyone would be pro the owners of a club yeah. quite strange, mm. unless they were giving out like freebies every week or something. But <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? free beers all round. Oh, I like these owners. Um, <laughs> but the thing for me is like Conte is clearly the best manager we can get. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. Any of, you name any of the other ones, they're all at clubs that are better than Spurs, or you know they're not going to want to come to Spurs. Yeah. Conte is the best manager we're going to get. And who else could you even conceivably think we would get if Conte left? We would go back for Poch. Absolutely no doubt. And I think, again, that's probably the worst thing to do right now. Yep. Um, so I agree with Paul. There's nowhere to turn. And you're going to lose moderate people like myself. I think you will. I think I think you will lose a lot of moderates. Um, a lot of the people that are prepared to uh, pay the highest prices in world football um, it, it will be very clear. I know, Dave, you, you, you're probably the polar opposite to me in this, but you'll get people saying, well, this club aren't interested in success Yeah, on the pitch. They're interested in their Madison Square Garden type kind of event arena, which yep. is what, what, which is what uh, New White Hart Lane is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I believe it as, and I can only echo what Franco. It's a massive summer he, he, for me. If we back him in the summer, he gets until Christmas because of the World Cup, and then we go from there. Well, I think that that you know, if we don't get top four, 
it's going to massively impact our ability to get players in. So there's talk about Kessier's already done the, done the deal with Barcelona, yeah? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And then if we don't get top four, mm. no doubt G. Neville Esquire is booking a round of golf at Royal Sandringham with Harry Kane. <laughs> and uh, we can all look forward to that one again. I, 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 I think we're over. I think, uh, again, I'm sorry, Cheeseheads, for listening to this again, but I think Conte's still big enough draw if we don't get top four for the player that we need. I think Paratici... You know, hopefully doesn't go back to his old club like he did in the, in, in the winter, but you know, it spreads his, his net a bit wider. But I think with Conte at the helm, sorry, Conte as, as a head coach for however how long, maybe another 18 months after the summer, is enough to get a player, a, a, a decent level of player on a three-year deal, three-and-a-half-year deal. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think Champions League will impact. Now, if you're talking about will it keep Kane, that's a different. That's that's a different entirety altogether. But mm-hmm. for for getting a player in, I think Conte's still a big enough draw, even though we won't have Champions League football. Yeah, yeah. Kane's comments interesting this week though, because he yeah. was talking about sort of the progress of the squad and how we're going to kick on and what's happened since Conte's been in. It was he was talking a lot more collectively than than he was in the past, anyway. Um, but also, don't forget, whatever players come in, we're going to be able to offer them corporate tickets to Guns N' Roses and things like that. So. Mate, I'm going to Guns N' Roses, 2nd second of, second of June. I'm at Guns N' Roses, all right? So like, But then I'm also going to go and see the Killers. Uh, um, don't judge me now, cheeseheads. I'm going to see the Killers at uh, the Emirates. So. What? <laughs> which, bit is the ju- which bit do you think you're being judged for? They're going to Arsenal or watching the Killers? Probably a bit of both. But Sam Fender, one of my favourite artists, is unsupported. Anyway, we've we've digressed. We're not. I just see the hate now. I can see people like, hey, I listen to that. Fucking knew it. Blah, blah, blah. I can just see people now like turning off in their drugs. Whatever integrity you had has gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Davo, let's just talk about Harry Kane's goal in the end because it was nice, wasn't it? Um, nice, quick break as we, we we got the ball off them sort of on the edge of our box and then Bentacor. It, it was a really nice pass, yeah. maybe a little bit over hit. But um, yeah, Kane ran onto it and left footed finish. Very nice, wasn't it? It was a lovely finish, but you know, then uh, they had an initial moment of irritation and when they were checking it for offside, it wasn't offside yeah, whatsoever. And uh, and but what I I thought uh, I think the finest piece of skill he's done this season is when he kicked that coke bottle back into the crowd after the first time. Yeah, now that was good. that was really good. So a little smile on his face, juggling the coke bottle straight back in. You know, no doubt the FA will fine us for for having a coke bottle landing on the pitch. But there you go. <laughs> and the thing I found weird about that Paul is that it felt like when VAR was introduced and we got all the video replays. Uh, so many of our goals were disallowed. So many. But in recent weeks, it feels like we've been marginally onside more often than not. Yeah, it seems to have, like the time in our runs and we, we're getting a bit more fortunate. Uh, a bit more fortunate with those kind of calls. It was a lovely finish by Kane, though, like, yeah, left foot, like, round Sanchez, and uh, it, it, it was really, really nice. Nice goal. I'm glad. Yeah. But I just hope he hasn't done his hamstring scissor kick in the coke bottle. But typical broken his broken his metatarsal on a coke bottle. He got he got a bit of treatment tonight, didn't he? He got he got 
yeah, that that should have been a penalty. Definitely contact there, and also at Manu at the weekend as well. He, he he's he's not getting the decisions at the moment, Harry. He's you know a lot of stuff coming in the back for him. Um, he got his Achilles rake by Pogba at the weekend, which was a free kick, but nothing more than that. He's he's, he's getting a bit of treatment. I don't know if refs are like seeing beyond the kind of that you know the England captain kind of thing. But then he should have got a yellow himself for pulling back. Uh, was it Basuma or Mope in yeah. the first half? Yeah. So yeah, but he's getting a bit of physical treatment at the moment. So, mm. you know, and touch wood, yeah, cheese heads that he he maintains. You know, he's he's not going to be out for a little while or anything like that, like we normally see. But yeah, it's it's uh, he, he he got kicked a few times tonight. But hey. he did get kicked a few times. But I I feel like he sees most of them, so he does manage to ride most of these challenges. He's pretty savvy. Um, right, moving on to the weekends against the Hammers. I totally mistimed the journey south of the river this weekend and managed to get on the tube just as the station was filling with West Ham fans. Didn't even know what the score was and I had to listen to them being all jubilant and happy, which is never good. Um, Dave, how are you feeling going into this one? Because to me, it's just inevitable now, isn't it? And I've mentioned this in previous pods. Whenever we've got this opportunity to, to close a gap or jump ahead of a team that's one of our rivals, we go and screw it up. So, how confident are you feeling for the weekend? Uh, well, look, I've um, I've consulted with the cheese rooms data analysts, Cambridge Analytica, and the yeah. win win lose win lose win lose. We won tonight. It's telling me lose on the spreadsheet and oh. the algorithm. <laughs> that's what that's what that's what's coming out of the machine here at Cheesehead Towers. Um, you know, they are having their greatest season since uh, it was physically possible for the Beatles to reunite in 1980. <laughs> um, so good on them. Uh, they'll all be, uh, you know, marching uh, up the high road with all their songs and all that kind of stuff. Um, but so they've got the Europa League Thursday night, haven't they? Yeah, severe. Severe. Is, is that at home? Yeah. It is at home, eight o'clock. Okay. Sorry, is it at their government-funded home? I meant to say, apologies. Um, <laughs> the ones that me and Franco pay for. Yeah, yes. it's there. Yeah. I, I, I pay double as a resident of Newham. I pay double. Yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't pay for it. I'm sorry about that, and I'm not allowed to vote anymore in the UK, so that's fair. Um, so the reality is, is that they're having their best season, Evs, as the kids would like to say. And um, you know what we want for the Europa game is to, for it to go in uh, extra time penalties, uh, you know, a few injuries and things like that. And that takes them through to the quarterfinals. I can never keep up with this elongated conversa- uh, competition. Uh, last 16, yeah. So yeah. last 16 tomorrow night. Why right. do I know this about West Ham? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I quite want to, I want them to win it to, uh, tomorrow night, but pick up a few more injuries. The squad's really stretched. And then uh, and then we beat them on uh, Sunday. That's my, there you right. go. There's my summary. <laughs> And don't forget, Zuma's being prosecuted by the RSPCA now, so he's probably under quite a bit of stress. He is. He is. I'm not going to use it. Uh, Come on, Dave. Did you know what you want to say? Did you know, Franco? Did you know, Franco, when uh, when Zuma signed for West Ham, he signed for them because he thought their song was I'm Forever Kicking Tiddles. But um, I think it actually sounds better when you tell it rather than when you send it to me. It's and, uh, it's my deadpan. Well, you can't see my deadpan. <laughs> it's my monotonal delivery with a slight Aussie twang at the end. There you go. Anyway, I'm I'm here all week. At least you allowed me to say the joke because when I do the run sheet for the YouTube show, caller who won a BAFTA yeah. this week for best presenter, uh, he doesn't <laughs> doesn't read out my jokes. He's not interested. It's very hurtful. No. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, he's not got that comedic timing caller. 
Just got just got a comedic face, hasn't he? He's just got timing. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, how are you feeling? I know a lot of your mates are West Ham. Um, uh, they are, yeah, unfortunately. So you'll get some ribbing if we don't win. But are you uh, feeling confident? I am feeling confident, yeah. I, th- I, I, I think we will. I think, you know, yeah, I've really got some good players. Yeah, Bowie, Antonio, you know, Berrino, you know, Lanzini, these kind of players, Declan Rice, you know, all the, the guys. But I think, you know, London Derby, Sunday afternoon, I'm a bit more confident in you guys. I think, uh, you know, this is a chance to uh, break the uh, break that kind of cycle of like, well, we've got a chance to uh, take advantage of uh, of opponents losing, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I think we'll do. Uh I think they'll score 3-1 there you go 3-1 will win mm, exciting I mean what yeah. we can really hope for is because you know Jared Bowen's going out with Danny Dyer's daughter is that he accidentally cheats on her upsets her and then Danny Dyer goes mental bashes <laughs> his face in is that is that is, is that true Jared Bowen's going out with Danny Dyer's daughter yeah isn't she called true. isn't she called Danielle Dyer no yeah. she's just called Danny Dyer as well yeah she's Danny Dyer and Danny Dyer Danny Dyer and Danny Dyer so if they have a yeah. kid, it'll be Danny Bowen. Okay. And then <laughs> Deli Ali's going out with Pep's daughter. Maybe they could do like a double date. That'd be nice. It's very incestuous in the football world, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. But no, I mean, look, West Ham have, have overperformed as they do every time they're above mid-table because West Ham aren't any good. Um, <laughs> but I, I just not. feel like I, I'm hoping that you're right. They they progress in, in, the, in the European until like the semi-finals or something that takes their eye off the league a little bit and they slip down but this is all going to start on Sunday so I'm you've taught me around already I think we're going to beat him at the weekend we will yeah well, well, yeah. we've still got a game in hand so that, that takes us above um, takes us above them that takes us on 51 Arsenal mm. lost okay so Arsenal have like, will have like a game in hand still it'll come down as I've been saying for the last whoever wants to listen to me for however long it'll come down to the North London derby Whoever wins that game, I think will get fourth. Yeah, but they, they they still haven't rearranged it, have they? They still haven't given a date. No, I'm sensing David Dean Lasagna Gate shenanigans at the <laughs> FA. I just have this feeling. <laughs> I'm paranoid about it. We'll be forced to play within 90 minutes of finishing the last game, and Arsenal would have had <laughs> Arsenal would have had three weeks off in the West Indies. <laughs> I'm worried. It wouldn't surprise me. No, something like that. <laughs> But he's going to be tight. He's going to be tight. I know Arsenal have got a few trickier games than we do. Um, that three-point gap is not insurmountable. No, it's not. Game in a, but, I mean, yeah, you, six points difference now. It's not as bad as it, as it seemed. Um, and hopefully losing tonight against Liverpool will dent their confidence a little bit. We could beat West Ham. We'll, we'll, um, and Arsenal are not better than us. I'd like um, I'd like us to beat West Ham. And, 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 and I've said this before, I really want Slash and Axel to come on at half-time and have an interview with Daniel Levy on the pitch to promote the gig. That's what I want to see. <laughs> uh, that sounds like yeah, golden <laughs> halftime entertainment. It does. Get quite back. I might. I might start. I might start an online petition. Be outside the club. Like you know, yeah, we love we love Enique, but let's get Quitty back. I'll get loads of signatures. We're you probably it. get you probably get more people protesting that than you would Enique out. If I'm honest, I'd like to go. see. I'd like you to see have a banner outside the stadium with "We love Enique, comma bring back Quitty." <laughs> I'd I'd like to see that. <laughs> I'd even join Twitter oh. for it. All right. Done, done deal. Done deal. Right, cheers. Let me just quickly mention footballprizes.co.uk. This week they've got a signed Hoybier number five shirt. Again, in a frame with some pictures at the bottom, nice little montage. 
Um, tickets are three ninety five. Good value there. Ninety nine tickets available, and the competition ends on the twenty second of March at seven thirty. How many tickets available again? Sorry, <laughs> there's twenty eight tickets sold out of ninety nine so far. And how many does that leave, Franco? Come on, look, don't make me do math. Seventy one, <laughs> and yes. they'll, they'll all be they'll all be bought by Shannon, who loves Hoiberg. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll get shannon some for her birthday or maybe wedding so get involved with footballprizes.co.uk right aussie dave go and do your full day's work enjoy that How, how's the hangover coming now uh it's going well i'm looking to to add value to my company today by doing a full day's work <laughs> so you know watch out for our share price as it goes through the roof <laughs> yes Paul, thanks ever so much for joining, as always. always. I, yeah, I, feel, I feel a lot happier now, but you should be very happy. Are you not going on holiday now? I am going off to Egypt for a week of sitting in the sun and doing very little, I think. <laughs> are you, you going to come back in a slightly more kind of positive mood? Yeah, of course. I need a break. Right, cheese heads. Um, Caller and the gang will be back on Friday uh, with their YouTube, as always. And then, as Paul mentioned, I'm away on holiday, so Bren will be doing the weekend show. So look out for that. Subscribe to your podcast provider if you haven't done so already and sign up to our socials if you haven't done that as well. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the cheese room podcast. Get involved there. Right. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.